What's up, everyone? This is Dota Alchemy, Alchemy Answers, episode 44. Uh, so first question, we have average EPN. Um, what's a good role for Enigma in the new matchmaking system? I spammed them a lot, going from 1.7k. By the way, to... b before we get into it, are these the questions from like a week ago? Because we, we, we skipped Alchemy Answers last week. Right, so we have like quite a few questions to do. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking maybe we could. We yes. could go back to them, see if people. I mean, post. just just do questions. We'll just do questions for forty five minutes and see how far we go. <laughs> how about That's that? Kind of what I was Sounds you know, good to me. We're we're kind of chill here. We're kind of lax. We're just having a good time. Yeah. Um, if you are a, a Patreon sub and you want us to answer your question absolutely, and so you think it's like a really good question, feel absolutely free just to mention that in in the in the Discord. Uh, I will I will take note. I'm not trying to skip anybody. I'm not trying to be a dick here. Just just kind of you know just kind of going wherever the wind takes us. Sounds good to me. All right. So our boy Average EP and says he got from 1.7k to 2.7k with Enigma. Now, if he chooses Enigma, he, people get angry, say that he's not a good four. They usually deny about 80% of range creeps in the lane and farm jungle. Yada, yada, mech, do Enigma stuff. Uh, but they say that it's you have to play him as a three, and otherwise they blame you for losses. Notice that some of the best Enigmas play him as a four. Go Greaves, Pipe, before Blink. Yapsor is a great example of it. Uh, yes. Okay, so you're basically saying your team flames you for playing it as a four, and people get mad and uh, you want suggestions. Here's the biggest so, suggestion. Stop giving a fuck what anybody else thinks about you in Dota 2. Period. Yes. Yes, cannot cannot stress the amount of times in coaching sessions where I've told people, you just need to ignore your team, do the right thing. If you want to assimilate somebody else's opinion into your into your opinion, do it after the game. During a game is not the time to be dis discussing the politics or like mathematics or strategy of Dota. That is for after games. Like the game is too quick and too instinctive that you need to just have an idea of how you want to play and just do it. And if you have to lose from doing the wrong thing, then after the game, look back and be like, all right, when I play Enigma as a four, I need to do this. The worst thing that you can do is engage with people. It does absolutely nothing other than make them mad, make you mad, make you write the, make make the uh, incorrect decisions, make them make the incorrect decisions because you, you can't assimilate new information as quickly as as in, within a, a Dota game. So there's so there's no point. I would say, yeah, mute people and really look at your games and see if what people are saying about you is true. Are you being useless? How are the people that you're leaving in the lane? Are they losing the lane? If they are losing the lane, maybe you need to send your Eidolons to help out in the lane and in lane a bit. There's, there's quite a few ways that you could uh, go about improving things, but the first step is to just do it and you know see if people's criticisms are correct after the fact. That's what I have to say. Yeah, just act like Nike. Just do it. Right? Wasn't it Shia, Shia LaBeouf that said that? I don't think it was Nike. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely him. He gave Nike, Nike their slogan. I think Nike took that from him. They which did. is why he's so angry all the time. For sure. Nike. Uh, so Henrik says, I've been playing a lot of Earthshaker lately. What I do when my team decides, what do I do when my team decides to take a fight 
that will yield no objectives and it just looks very risky in the first place. I tend to go shove a wave somewhere else or go grab bounty runes. Feels stupid to split push as an Earthshaker, but I refuse to participate in the shit show fights. So I'd say as Earth as Earthshaker, you can probably just go see if a shit show fight looks good because if you just hit a big echo and you, you, you could possibly like turn the game around from a huge echo. I'd say Earthshaker likes chaos. He indulges in the chaos. If you don't have echo, then you don't show up to the fight. Or if you don't have blink, you don't show up to the fight. And um, I would definitely say if your team is fighting, that's Earthshaker, man. That, that, it's just with the hero. It's it's like he is a fighter. You, blink, you probably should show up and fight. It's it's really bad to advocate showing in another lane when your team is fighting on Earthshaker. That's that's just a that just screams a problem to me when to to advocate that. Like I, I yeah. think I think that hero should almost never be showing. If you want, you can go like fissure a wave somewhere, or you can jungle. I think that's good. Or, or getting bounties. That's 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 also fine. But if you have echo and in, in, in a blink dagger, like you can turn a shit show fight into into something very problematic for the enemy team because that's that's what the that's what the hero does. Yeah, I think I th that's one of the rare exceptions. I think there's like two halves to an Earthshaker game, and the first half is you are. Generally, I mean, unless you're a GH or somebody insane on it, really good at picking out situations where you can be aggressive, most of the time, Earthshaker is a defensive hero until he has Blink Dagger. And once he has Blink Dagger, he becomes an aggressive hero. He's a slow hero, and then he becomes fast when he gets Blink. I love that terminology these days, by the way. Yeah, and so, like, I think that basically, once you have, I mean, and... I don't know. He, just in general, he's he's a fighting hero. Like he's a hero that gets gold through fighting because his his cooldowns, his mana costs are too high to just be shoving out every wave unless you're a core most of the time. And so basically, once you once your team starts fighting, like you should be around the fight. But remember that until you have a blink dagger, your job is defensive, meaning that you should basically sit in the periphery of the fight and wait for somebody to get gone on, and then counter-initiate with a long-range fissure, saving them, and then get out of the fight. Like, that is your only job, basically, um, until you have a blink. And then once you have the blink, then your job is to win fights for your team. So in both cases, you notice that I talked about fighting. So I think that you probably should be more apt to show up for fights, at least analyze whether you can contribute either defensively or aggressively, depending on what scenario you're in. Sure. Okay. I've, I've been in, in coaching. I've been talking a lot about that with people. It's like, oh, my team's gonna flame me for not going in. Well, you can be out of fight without killing yourself. People. Yeah, people exactly. For some reason, I saw this. I saw this clip on uh, Reddit where it was like Eternal Envy calmly tells his team to get out of a fight. Oh my god, he, that's so funny. Like, use meta. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Use meta. Get the fuck out. We're gonna win. And it's like, oh man, he's so loud. But I get, I get what he's saying. You know, for some reason, people in Dota seem to have this idea that, uh, like, once a fight starts, like, let's fucking go. We're fighting to the death, guys. Like some gladiator shit where you're in the the, the, the Colosseum and, like, the Roman Emperor is just going to kill you if you don't fight to the death. Like, you have to fight to the death. That's what people think, but you don't have to do that. That That's not Dota. Yeah. You can just you can just chill and be like, fuck this, I'm not a gladiator if you want. You know, that's fine. Yeah, I mean... The only times that that's not applicable is when the other team just has like infinite amounts of catch. Like if you're playing against like a storm spirit and like an earthshaker with blink ags, there's no way you're going to get out of the fight. But 
most of the time you can, you know, the, you use the terminology, I use the terminology soft engage. Like you don't have to just fully commit every single time that any engagement starts up. Hard. Just go soft. That's all. Yeah. Go, go soft support instead of hard support. All right, NF says, Jenkins, can you please try to disprove this logic? Someone asked if IQ and MMR are related. I argued that they are inversely proportional. <laughs> logic is as follows. Masochism is a trait of low IQ individuals. The higher the MMR, the stronger the prevalence of masochistic <laughs> tendencies. Ergo, the lower the IQ. Prove me wrong. Pro tip, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you that there is not an inverse relationship with MMR and penis size because I have a very large penis and my MMR is quite high. So okay. that's my I response. Thought, I uh, thought your MMR is only average. And Donnie has an average size dick. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Okay. Because masochism is also a trait of masculinity, and masculinity it corresponds and correlates to penis size because you know testosterone and things science obviously so ergo the bigger the mmr the bigger the hard support well uh <laughs> how does uh how does ellie feel about her um lack of mmr because she doesn't have a penis and, listen listen and therefore you, don't try basically, to what what you're don't saying is that your girlfriend, who you've bragged about as being a 6K player, is actually trash at the game because she doesn't have a penis, and therefore you're saying that women are not equal to men, and therefore you're being extremely misogynist right now, which I'm not you know going to tolerate on this channel. Okay, listen. Come on, man. Br bring Ellie like in this, here. Ask her the like question. This is America. And we argue based not on logic and science, but on feeling, okay? And I feel that I'm right. I feel that everything that I've said today is correct and just in the eyes of God. And today is the day that I'm taking a stand against you, Donnie, for somebody who advocates truth over feeling. All right. Well, I don't know what they're doing up there in Canada, but um, this is I'm America. ready. I'm ready to move on to the next truthful question that I will answer. Uh, okay, so let's see. This one's this one specifically for Jenkins, since I know his Dota matchmaking ecosystem has changed a bunch. But has your perspective on MMR since changed? Has my perspective on MMR changed since the change? I find myself looking at the game more objectively and find my skill as a whole in order to... Oh, sorry, he's looking at his skill as a whole in order to get more enjoyment out of the game instead of the day-to-day -day MMR grind. Not ex exactly sure how long this will last. I think that's pretty correct. I, I'm, I'm finding that as well because there's so many people smurfing and the games are so crazy that you can lose 40, gain 10, that it's, it's very hard to accurately judge somebody's skill based on their MMR. And um, I'm hoping that one day that'll be fixed. I, I really, I really do, but... Uh, Maybe it's for the best that it doesn't get fixed, you know? I love Strict Solo Queue. Strict Solo Queue has gotten infinitely better. It's gotten so much better because I just play the same games that I played before, except everybody has a role, so nobody argues. And I think the only problems where that are, like, the only times that arises, like, any, any big problems arises is when you have, like, an immortal support 
and then you've got like a divine three carry and you're just like all right this is gonna be a tough game but at least you know going into it that you need to like make this carries game extremely good to make up for the fact that he's like a thousand mmr below the carry on the other team or you need to prioritize your like divine seven carry or mid player and hope that he's actually going to carry the game instead of your carry player i don't know i think it i think it gives you a little bit more context to work with as opposed to just having a bunch of random people like screaming at each other to figure out who's going to get the right role um so i like i like that solo queue for me is done like you can't you can't solo queue i i watched i watched move play with like three divine players as an offlaner and it looked so miserable you looked so miserable <laughs> He's just like three thousand MMR above the players that he's playing with. That's that's. There are people that literally are three thousand MMR, you know, and he's that much above the people right. that he's playing with. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So, but the games that I have played, the party queue games, are really really good. They're really fun. So. Right when you actually have like a real five stack against a real five stack. Yeah, it's like less uh, less games, but when you do get the games, they're really good. All right. Kenryoku says, hey, guys, uh, question. Lately, I've played a lot of Vengeful Spirit, position 5, which is going great, 76% win rate on 14 games. Sometimes during the laning stage, I get lost on what to do. My feeling is that is she, she's fairly weak at trading. This is true. Uh, small range, high mana stun. I often try to pull and get contested. So this does not always work out as I would like. Therefore, I thought about leveling up my aura to level 2 to 3 and just sit by my carry, making it easier for him to last it. Is this CM? No. Sorry. No, that's uh, that's that's Venge. Oh, Venge, so, yeah. This is another one of those things. I think Donnie and I have talked about this to some degree, but there's like a misconception here that last hitting is hard. And like last hits for your carry should be free because that's what a Quelling Blade does is it makes the last hits, it gives you a 24 damage window bigger than your opponent to get the last hit. And you can pull creeps into tower and you can pull creeps into uh the neutral camps and there are all of these tactics that can that you should be using that last hitting is is not is not like a goal of the laning stage to make last hitting easier that's 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 not really that's not really like a concern for people i would say the most concerning thing that i've seen in the, in what you wrote is that you're unable to pull the camp that's the most important thing about the laning stage so what i would recommend is depending on the lane that you're playing in Get a tango and tango one of the trees that uh, is blocking the easy camp and pull through those trees so that the guys that are contesting you don't have vision of the creeps as you're pulling it. The easy camp is extremely broken right now, and that's the reason why. It's very difficult to contest if you just abuse vision. And they like you can cut down trees and pull it like diagonally on both sides. So you want to try to do that, especially if your carry has a QB. Be like, hey, come over here and QB this shit. Um, yeah, I think that as I, I actually just recently played a game as Venge Support, and it's a hero that I, I try to avoid most of the time just because, like, I feel like she has pretty bad overall potential in, like, solo queue games. But um, I had an Alchemist on my team, and Venge is one of the best heroes at stacking in the jungle. And I think that there's just sort of, like, a misconception that you need to be there helping your carry get last hits. Like... Basically, you help them secure the first wave, maybe the first couple waves, and then you try and just give your carry free, like, solo experience by keeping the wave near their tower. Because 
if you think about it, if the wave is in front of their tower and you're trying to help them get last hits, are you really accomplishing anything at all other than leeching their experience? Probably not. Maybe you get like a deny here or there, but they should be able to get all the last hits whether you're there or not. So you should try to just focus on keeping the wave where it's easy for your carry to get last hits as opposed to like spending your body and resources trying to secure like hard to get last hits when you could just solve the problem by keeping the wave in the right spot. Agreed. And then when it's there, then you go stack, you go gank, like be yeah, active. Easy, yeah. easy be caps first yes. thing you should stack. Yes. I mean, with Venge, you can stack the easy and the mid at the same time because uh, you're true. insane with your uh, wave of terror. Do that. Eddie Mercury says, how do you stop from losing hundreds of MMR in a couple of weeks? Taking breaks has seemed to make things worse, and I don't really want to keep playing for fear that I'm going to lose months of work. Is it possible that this isn't a lost streak, and instead I'm just approaching my true MMR? No, not if you're learning. Um, one thing that I always have the... I recently had this conversation with Ellie um, about. I had this conversation where we talk about how particular people in the Dota scene have said that... Not, not you, like nobody alchemy-related. Uh, particular people in the Dota scene have said, I can't get past this MMR, like I've reached a cap, yada yada. And the concept of a cap is just incredibly stupid. There is no cap. Um, nobody's special. Nobody is better than anybody else. Nobody is worse than anybody else. And to think on either end, negatively or positively, is incorrect. If you think that you've hit a cap, you're wrong. If you think that you're better than everybody else and that you can do it faster than everybody else, you're wrong. Either way is bad, and I think the idea of... It, it sounds like you're possibly worried that you're just, you're just like, hitting a cap, and, and really the problem is, like, you should just be worried if you're mentally plateauing and what do you need to learn, I, I guess. Um, I guess. I guess you're asking if you're hitting, like, a plateau, which is, is definitely a valid question, but... Um, I just did want to make a point of that, that I think that a lot of people think that, oh, I played Dota for 10 years and I'm still 1.5k. Am I just a special flower that can't do it and everybody else can? No. You're doing something wrong that everybody else has done wrong and have fixed. Yep. I climbed 3k MMR in two weeks. Am I going to be the next miracle? No. You just happen to do things right. You might have put in the right effort. You might have gotten lucky. You, you never, you, nobody is a special flower and it's good. It, it, it's, it's a good thing. We're all equal. Nobody can escape the rules of being human. And uh, basically what I'm saying here to kind of sum it all up is that I would not worry about approaching a, a, a true MMR. I would not worry about that because you're just no different from Miracle, but you're also no different from a guy 2K below you. Nobody's different. And uh, you can, you know, be happy about that because that means that you're not capped you can just keep playing and you'll just either get better and your mmr will get better or you'll get worse your mmr will get worse but as long as you're learning then you've nothing to worry about right yeah i mean you know i definitely plateaued for quite some time for various reasons plenty and, of people have and i'm currently slightly plateauing now like it happens that's generally how growth happens is you make strides and then you get stuck and then you make more strides once you learn more or do something different and then you get stuck again. Think about it like this. You're basically like 
right now you've got a bucket and it's filled with water, right? And you have like a, a small to medium sized bucket and it's completely filled with water. And it feels like I can't put any more water into this bucket because it's as big as it's going to get. But if you were to just upsize the bucket that you have, suddenly you have a lot more capacity for water to fit in there. And what you're doing right now is you're instead trying to like jostle the bucket around and like hope that it's somehow going to be able to fit more water. And you're trying to like stuff the water deeper into the bucket to put more water into the bucket. And it's just resulting in water splashing out. And so what you need to do is you need to work on actually changing the container of this water, your MMR, by adding more space to it, adding more options, adding more volume capacity. Um, and I think that if you're having this panicked reaction, because I mean, to be honest, if you're afraid to play Dota, you're going to play like shit. <laughs> so don't play Dota. If, if your concern is that you're going to lose MMR, do not play Dota. Because if you're concerned about losing MMR, you're going to lose MMR. That's it's like very, very binary. I couldn't interrupt you. That analogy was so good. <laughs> that was such a good analogy. I love that. I have nothing else to say. I love that analogy. Yes, <laughs> when you are replacing water from one bucket to another, water will spill out. Yeah. You will have less water, but it gives you the capacity to fill with more water. That always happens when you're you are assimilating information. You will always, in the short term, get worse because you're trying to you're trying to fit something into a puzzle where the piece doesn't exactly fit. You need to make it fit. You know, so you'll 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 get worse, and then you'll have an idea of how to play Dota, and you'll just be better. But it takes it takes time. You know, yeah. Got to walk over to the bucket store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Uh, lots of people offering advice which is good stuff um george says what counters save heavy lineups lineups with omni knight or omni plus dazzle omni plus oracle winter wyvern plus omni feels impossible to win fights against these heroes since you can't kill anyone um you okay you kill uh, the save so you always go on the save you always go on the save but aoe team fighters are really good against save heroes because it's AOE, so you can just pause the entire fight while they're stunned and pick whoever you want to kill and then kill them, Yeah, which is really great. So Earthshaker, Tidehunter, Enigma, Faceless Void. These heroes are the bane of the ex of, of the existence of, of these safe heroes. I would completely um, try to try to pick those those sorts of heroes there. That, that that's your answer. That's how you really deal with it. Yeah, like most safe heroes can only save one hero at a time. And so if you threaten them with having to save three heroes at a time then suddenly you make their job extremely difficult and chances are they're going to pick the wrong hero most of the time um especially in pubs they're they're probably going to prioritize themselves more often than not and this is accurate and that is going to allow you to win a lot of fights because they're essentially going to be a useless hero yep which is also why if you don't have aoe you go on the save hero every time because if you can get the dazzle to grave himself you can get the omni to use his ability on himself or ga like only one other hero because he's running away from the fight to escape you i mean you've completely nullified what that hero can do for the rest of the fight so then you can actually fight on your terms after that george also asked how do you how do you deal with split pushing heroes when you can't kill the split pushing hero boots of travel there you go 
Uh, Hybrid Theory says, who do you think are the best solo offlaners at the moment other than Enchantress? Well, let me read you my tier list, which I have put into my uh, Dota 2, because you can do that now, which is really cool. Nice. Did you actually... Yeah. You want... My, uh, I'll show you my grid afterwards. I like my grid a lot. I want to see your tier list because that sounds cool as well. Yeah, I have I have mine in like S A S A B C tier, and then supports that I can pick and carries that I can pick, and then that's it. And then nice. all the other heroes. I have a I have a ranked support one with different things. I have like my main hero pool, like the five heroes that I'll first pick, and then I have lane bullies, save, team fight. And then I think one other category, and then I have situational slash meme heroes, which is like Luna and like random shit that I'll pick every now and then. Oh, I need to add, I need to add a meme tier. Uh, so I have S tier, Axe, Enchantress, A tier, Ogre, Beastmaster, Batrider, Mars, Omni Knight. Uh, did I say A tier or B tier? That was my A tier. B tier is Pudge, Sand King, Bristleback, Slardar, Spiritbreaker, and then C tier is basically every other offlaner except for Tidehunter and Underlord. Who are unpickable? Who are unpickable for me. <laughs> for me personally. Gotcha. That is my Jenkins is dog shit at these heroes tier. So. so I've been hearing rumblings that Underlord has potential, but... That's I it. think probably that's accurate, but I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Um, hybrid Theory. Oh, yeah, that's what he already asked that. If you two were on a team together, who would be Fly, who would be No-Tail? Dude, I obviously Fly would be. I mean, so you're the non-TI winner. I'll take that. Yeah, but my dad invented some Krav Maga or whatever the hell it is. Some jujitsu form of jujitsu. Sure. Well, at least, at least people like me. Yeah. Not everybody hates me. I don't think everybody hates Fly, but whatever. You're, you're, uh, you know, you can fucking relax for a second there, Donnie, you piece of shit. How's that sound? How's that sound, motherfucker? Yeah, you sound a lot like the, the villain in the scenario to me right now. Everybody loves villains. I'm the anti-villain. Four says, is building a Shadow Blade on Slark 100% necessary? No, just a good item. A lot of uh, really Severian. good, a lot of, I was just gonna follow that up. A lot of really good Slark players do not go Shadow Blade because it gives you no stats. And especially in competitive, Slark has played a lot more as like a hard carry, a farming hero, because he's so fucking good in the late game against the heroes that you pick him against, like Alchemist and Medusa and that kind of stuff. Um, so you just need to get to like the late game with a bunch of items to keep you alive, and Shadowblade does none of that, basically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, let me see. RFX says, Beyond Skill, JCJ, what a god. Beyond Skill, what would you say are the... Oh my fucking god, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say Kegels are going are gonna to come up here. Uh, beyond skill, what would you say the three most important factors are to being a good teammate? How, if at all, do these factors differ by position? All right. I didn't get Kegel baited this time. Um, I would say that uh, the most important factor to being a good teammate is to help your teammate do Kegels. That's probably the first thing. And then, like, inf the second thing is informing them on the correct way to do Kegels. Donnie, what would you say the third thing is? Sorry, I spaced that because your answer was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, important factors to being a good teammate. Okay, so number one, um, there's some there's some different terminology for this, and in North America, it's pretty vulgar. Uh, I won't you know name names or say what it what, it, but one of the worst things about being a good teammate, and therefore one of the best things about being a good teammate, is, is not doing this, and that's um, 
just focusing on like worthless shit after games like oh you ruined my game you should we shouldn't have done like we shouldn't have done this at 60 minutes into the game like somebody who can break down a game into the things that you can change in the future to fix the game that is incredibly valuable most people think that they can do that and they can't they look at things that didn't actually matter they look at points of the game where they lost where that hero shouldn't even be played at that point in the game anyway you know it's like people aren't looking like you have a specific strat that you want to do and then you fuck up the strat and then people look at what happens after that and it's like no no that's not what happens that's not what you should look at um so that's that's just important in being a good teammate in general and I, I think that goes for every single player every single player is involved in looking at replays um and then communication com like communicating things that is necessary and like understanding your role and what you need out of the game so saying like okay my hero does this typically at this time and i need somebody to do this to help me accomplish that that's really important uh because in competitive in like a team environment you can actually have people do things that you need and that allows you to optimize way more than uh, than in pubs um and being a good teammate i mean i guess i guess you're asking for like the the team side of things and not really mecha mechanical side of things uh not being like a dick not being like defensive to, to criticism that's pretty important like being able to give criticism and and have a a heart where you can under you can like empathize with somebody and see if they're like getting upset and just like assure them that it's not you know like being able to criticize somebody have them respond poorly to criticism and then assure them that instead of fighting assure them that it's like yo this is from a place of like trying to get better and then also not responding poorly to criticism that's that's really important in a teammate because dota's not about like the shit that happens within one game dota's about what happens over a month of learning uh, and then the game is instinct you know so yeah yeah uh i mean i think you covered a lot of good sort of like team dynamic stuff i think if you're looking for advice on how to be a better teammate in pubs i don't know if that was the the direction that you wanted to go with the question but my advice is basically to just pick like two or three things that you can do really well in the game to help your team whether like just be very black and white with the, the things that you can do at various stages of the game in the laning stage i can help my team by checking the runes at every two minutes by stacking these camps by keeping the lane here by making this rotation to make this hero's game hard because it's the only hero that we didn't counter with our draft those kind of things and then just do that and, and focus on those things and, and your game will be a lot easier because you won't have to sort of do these decisions on the fly which is when a lot of people make mistakes because they don't plan ahead so yeah. I, I think that's like almost a superpower in dota is just planning ahead a little bit i'm telling you you shouldn't pick a hero at least in competitive unless you've played like you know exactly at each minute what you want to do on the hero yeah so many people think that pro players are just like pick some random hero oh they just figured it out in their brain of how to play it no they practice that shit meticulously yeah you know and um if they haven't practiced it they're really thinking about what to do at the individual points and like minimizing risk yeah massively okay Ju says 
can you give some tips on using global silence correctly, especially against blink counter initiators like Tidehunter? Well, against that, those against those heroes, it's easy. Number one, I don't think Tide's a blink. I guess that doesn't matter. But the most important thing is like you just use it as a fight starting, and then that hero can't counter initiate, and then with down, you'd be like, guys, get the fuck out. Yep. Um, that's all. That's all I can really say. There is is that. Usually when it comes to team fights, it's not as cut and dry as like, oh, you follow this flow chart to succeed. It's more so you can usually identify in a game a way to take fights that will work 100% of the time where it's like, oh, I just need to focus this guy. Oh, this guy needs to, if this guy BKBs, I'm going to roar him. Okay, if I silence after the Ravage, they have no damage in the Ravage, and then they don't have Ravage, and they've wasted it, and then we can fight. Like, you just need to identify a way to fight and then do that. I think following one single flow chart is is definitely a mistake because it's not going to work the same every game. Yeah. A lot of the time there are games where it's like, if you just focus this guy or silence this guy, then they have no damage. Sometimes they have so much damage that silencing one guy is not enough. What if they have OD plus Ursa? Both of those heroes do damage. Maybe at that point you need to nullify the person that's doing the disable. If they only have one disabler. You know, it's like, it, de it, depend it depends on the game. Um, yep. But I, I would say generally speaking, like against blink counter initiators, you just, just, Preemptively, yeah. Preemptively, yeah, pre use it. Preemptively, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like playing Silencer against a hero like Storm Spirit, for example, because you can make your job so easy. You just wait for the storm to zip in, you silence him, and then he's going to have to use something defensive to get out. Like completely nullifies that hero. But the point of of that example is, again, it's planning ahead and creating a simple scenario for you. I think you summarized it perfectly when you said that. You should look at a fight and figure out how you can fight and only take fights on those terms if possible because i think there's there's just like this misconception that dota is incredibly complicated because people are trying to do all these things on the fly all the time they're just like running at each other and being like i don't know if we're gonna win this fight but if i hit all my skills perfectly and somehow get lucky that i don't get disabled then we're probably gonna win this fight as opposed to being like do i have bkb no okay i'm not gonna fight do i have bkb yes okay we just won the game like you really can break the game down to those simple of terms all these like binary decisions it's very simple yeah um and there's only like 15 of them per game that you need to make which per game that lasts like 45 minutes it's not that many decisions per minute you know yeah pretty it's just that sometimes it's just that in dota like if you make the wrong decision it can really hurt you that you can't make any more right decisions you know okay yeah. um what are some considerations as an initiator slash three when deciding to build your game around a blink dagger or shadow blade um blink dagger is for initiating fights uh shadow blade is for hunting split pushers and just hunting and killing so Shadow Blade's not really for initiation. Like you're not gonna walk into a team with uh, Shadow Blade and initiate if the enemy team is good. That's for that's for split pickoffs. If the enemy team is good, they'll have detection. They'll kill you every time. Uh, Blink Dagger is for engaging in team fights. If you need to take engagements in a sort of way or like jump on one hero in a, in a sort of way, then that's uh, that's what the Blink Dagger is for. And that that's most of the time on a lot of these heroes. Uh, did I disconnect? Nope. Sorry, I was, I was just banning somebody who's been spamming her chat. <laughs> View deleted message. Uh, I think he was saying my hairstyle looks nice. Yeah, he said that 50 times. 
Thanks, buddy. Yeah, keep spamming. I'm gonna positively reward spamming by reading spam messages. Too bad right. he won't be spamming anymore. Anyway, uh, are we done? Do we have time for chat questions or no? There's a few more questions. All right, go for it. People keep slamming them in here, so we'll keep slamming them out. Can Elk Meta possibly turn into a TI9 Meta, uh, the TI9 Meta into a Death Bolt? Yes, I literally think that will happen. Like, just yes. Yes, I think that's gonna happen. That's yeah. my theory. I'm making a video tonight about, kind of about this. Yeah, I think you can look at most successful heroes right now in pro-level pubs. Lycan, 61% win rate. Visage, 61% win, or 60% win rate. Broodmother, 55% win rate. Meepo, 58% win rate. All these heroes end the game incredibly quickly, and that's going to start happening a lot. 100%. Average EP, and what do I rush Blink online? I hate doing it. I like to get aura items slash Don't. Stop doing that. Do not fucking rush Blink on Lion. It's terrible. Souls, is it worth it? Not as a five line. Not as a four line either, actually. Five line can't afford it, so you should go smaller items. Yes. And a four line can afford it, so you should go other items before it. Uh, yes. Souls, is it worth it to start Sage's Mask on Luna position four to complete Bassy from the side shop? Yes. Severian. In fact, that's what I see people doing in Europe who are unironically playing that shit. So yes, do that. That shit's good. Uh, Severian says, okay, so should I learn to play even if playing the way I think will teach me the most is losing a lot? Uh, how do I understand if I'm just throwing instead of learning? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking good question. Um, okay, so keep a journal. Just keep a journal of what you're struggling with, how you intend to fix it, and try to implement it. And then if it doesn't work, with another idea and then eventually you'll implement it and whatever it is that you're struggling with won't keep happening play for me it's like on sand king i would struggle in the early levels like level one to three i'd lose the game so i started cutting wave on sand king now i do it in every single game and never lose between level one to three that's my solution because i kept the journal play one less game than you would normally in a day and use that time to review your replays and actually break down what you're doing in the game and and take notes yep yeah yeah uh, token says could up uh, could apply to more heroes but started spamming ursa generally it seems like phase drums blink masher bkb abyssals a standard build but i've noticed on dota 2 protractor there's a large variety of pro items eggs diffusal sanjin yasha satanic midas etc etc i've seen players even skip blink i'd say most players skip blink because it's just the anti-kite build you blink and you get kited if you just go blink um so for for like the Sanjin Yasha build, I would say generally if you're snowballing and you just go full movement speed and basher, you can kill everybody in a team fight and they can literally can't do anything. Also, Sanjin Yasha gives you um, stash resistance, stash, which is broken, which is just insane. Uh, Ags is if they like don't have silences, if they just have stuns and you can get the Ags ulti off, it's really good. Uh, Desos for doing tower damage. Midas is if like you don't need to end the game early if you really want to snowball in levels or your game is just like free farm and. Midas isn't going to hurt you, then you can go for a Midas. Diffusal is just generally an extremely good item on Agi carries that's trending a lot right now. Like people just people are just going Diffusal on Void and Diffusal on Slark. It's it's something that's really nice because it makes it like it it's 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 kind of like a halfway point of like a mobility item because you just Diffusal somebody, you don't need to stun them, you don't need to blink on them or anything like that. You just close the gap with the Diffusal. It's like a pseudo stun that also is one of the best. Uh, damage items in the game 
Yeah, you also ah, burn 350 mana immediately with overpower from anybody that you go on, which makes it very hard for them to get away from you afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I think, uh, yeah, Diffusal's... The only problem with Diffusal is it takes up a slot. And Ursa, like you said, it likes a lot of items. Nullifier, uh, great against... Um, Nullifier's really great against, like, items, like heroes that really need to get a Yules off or BKB or Ghost Scepter. Sheep is really good if you can burst somebody, like, instantly and, you know, let's say some Tinker or some uh, life stealer, where if you don't, you know, if you, if, if, if you silence them or something like, like if you need a full on disable, cheap is, is for that. Daedalus, you should literally never go for that on Ursa. That shit is not good on Ursa. Um, anyway, that was kind of all the items. What supports do you recommend for one to two K bracket? Whatever you're good at, whatever you're comfortable with and winning with, I would just experiment. There will be heroes that you get better than other people and you yep. just keep playing. Um, Rage says, how do you not give up on Dota as support when you're in a bracket where people refuse to play together or take objectives when the enemy team is wiped? Pick heroes that take objectives. Or buy a Meteor or, Hammer. Or buy a Meteor Hammer. Do, uh, maybe pick a good support for rushing, uh, pushing, aka Shadow Shaman or Nation's Prophet. Oh, the Jew was just, um, responding, responding yeah. to that. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that's, that's, that's my, uh, two cents as well. Yo, try this build, dog. If you're struggling with people pushing shit, Get Bassy, disassemble it. Uh, get Bassy Blightstone, disassemble it into an eventual um, medallion, and then also a spirit vessel. Try that build on supports. It's really, really good, because the Bassy and Blightstone helps you push on your own if you just go behind a siege wave. That shit's super dope. Super dank. Alright, that's it. Are we done? Nice. Alright, speed round from chat, because everybody's been spamming chat. Real sure, nice. Sure. Real Let's nice. Put your questions in chat right now, and we'll answer a couple of them. Like two. Like two of them. I mean, I'll answer three, but that's because I'm a better person than Jenkins, because he's fly and I'm no tail, so. Why on earth do you think fly is all of a sudden the bad guy in the story? What a joke. He's Are you guys going to Jungle Jam? Jenkins is going to Jungle Jam. He'll be there. Anybody, anybody, let me know if you're going to Jungle Jam as well. We can, we can hang out. I have a question for you, Jenkins. You and Jenkins both. See, I have a question for you and Jenkins. So me, not really you, but you're also included because he doesn't want to leave you out. Um, both fair. of you, how do you learn things mostly in Dota? Who do you give credit to yourself or watching games or playing it? Basically, how do you learn stuff and do you credit yourself with coming up with ideas or do you gain ideas from other people more? There are ideas that I have, but I I mean, I got an idea from Hockillionaire from a coaching session today. He had this, we basically like decided that the way that you should play the safe lane is pull the range creep at one minute 15, then stack it, then chain pull it. The we small camp whole, you mean? Yes, the small camp. We went through the whole breakdown of it and it's like, I'm legit a huge fan of that idea. Usually Dota, like the, the thing with Dota is like coming up with ideas. It, it's a, It's usually a discussion which is uh, pretty nice. I think I just got invited to a Chinese uh, boosting stack. This is nice. Nice, dude. They're boosting a Smurfs. This is a Godzi. I'm not going to tell you, man. I'm not calling anybody out. It totally is. <laughs> Godzi is such a, such a G. Um, I was going to say that I think that one of the biggest things that will make you a better Dota player is just to have an open mind. Like, 
I think it's so common to to just believe that you have all the the right ideas and even just the other day I played with a a Baden player who was at my MMR and a lot of the time I would kind of just like write off anybody that I'm playing with cuz I don't you know divine okay cool like they're they're decent players but they're not you know top tier players so probably write that off but then this guy did such a cool build on a Baden and I thought about it logically and I was like logically this seems incredibly good and so I'm really excited to try it now because it's just something that I, I saw somebody doing that they had come up with, you know, a logical chain of, of things. They had, you know, 700 games on a bad and they figured out that this build makes a lot of sense. I'm going to try it out. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. A couple more from chat and then you can go. I, I do. I do want to credit some people though. I play, I like I've, I've, I usually play on random teams. I credit teams a lot with, uh, the discussion make me better. Donnie and I chat a lot. That makes me better. Uh, I watch replays. That makes me better. Like, uh, and I, I talk to people. I ask people. Like, I just ask people that are on my friends list. What do you think about this? So for anybody, it's on like FS for friends, um, Patreon tier people that have me added. Unfortunately, there's a limit to Steam friends list. Otherwise, I'd add everybody. But for anybody that is on my friends list, feel free to ask anything because that is a very good way that most people get good at dota in fact i would say that almost everybody that's entered into the pro scene in the last five to six years has had some sort of mentor or somebody that they talk to about dota a lot that is that, that has a you know a good idea on on, on the game yeah didn't I, sue mail ask universe a lot of questions and like get to know yeah, the universe i and... always hear people crediting other people when it comes to this when it comes to this shit yeah it's just like a, pro a proliferation of ideas and like when your ideas fuck another person's ideas and they have better offspring because they have the genes from two ideas that's so like you know that's just how evolution happens um and to answer the question what was the build it was uh phase vlad's midas into holy locket and aghanim scepter because the new ags makes you spray out mist coils when your teammates take damage and holy locket amplifies how much healing that does dude i like these like late these late midas pickups mm -hmm. like you just get an Huge early fan. game item. especially then, if you have an exp talent like abaddon does it's like and if you're and if you're like a hero that values right clicks yeah yeah i think that shit's really good really really good all right, guys, have a good one. Good luck in your games. We'll see you next time.